0: Off the Ball. You two lads are from Leinster, so it's no wonder you're giving out of the provincial championship. I don't want to take away the provinces. Who drove the geographical lines back in the day? It's because of the way that the provinces are broken up. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed
1: wherever you get your podcasts. The News i on Off the Ball. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave with your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. This is news talk. Now, folks, you're welcome along to Tuesday evenings off the ball. So very happy to say Stephanie Meadow is going to join us fresh from a T3rd at the USPGA, second major of the year. And she was not having a good year up until this point. It's a major upturn in her fortunes. So Stephanie Meadow will join us and tell us about playing in the final round with her friend, Leona Maguire in the final grouping her uh, like I said best finish since her very first major in 2014 so big week for her she's on the way at half past seven we have Matt Slater always a brilliant journalist from The Athletic he's going to talk to us about the Saudi Pro League and just where this is all going they're certainly spending the cash at the moment and they said it couldn't be done six in a row a slight tangent Mick McCarthy hello level with the
0: dubs (laughs) if we get as far as we could be cancelled by eight o'clock who knows as good an achievement I would say easily I mean you know they had their males their carries latterly you know (laughs) we've had I don't know what Arthur just shouted something my (laughs) ear he said where's our AIG (laughs)
1: exactly there you go why has no one sponsored a (laughs) slight tangent yet what's going on we're open for business,
0: folks. Well, you know? there's
1: no guarantee we'll do it next week, but we are open for we're, business. O- we're
0: open for business now. I mean, if we was sponsored, then we would have to do it every week, and I'm not sure we want to yeah. do that route. And and will will we? You know, like uh, share your corporate views. Of course, we will. <laughs> 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 whatever you want, yeah. Guys. We'll say whatever you need us to say.
1: Five three one zero six is the text number. We're out off the ball on Twitter. Uh, Richard McCormick, as excited as everyone about six in a row of Slight like tangent, no doubt
2: pumped Joe absolutely yeah. pumped and it is a better achievement than the dub six in a row I think it's pretty easy to say that
1: any, any burning issue you'd like us to discuss <sighs> <laughs> it's just like you were in our production meeting earlier could <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 uh, we talk about that we couldn't think of make sure either. they never do six in a row again we're fully reliant
1: on emails this week we couldn't think of anything there's no there's no yeah. there's no thing
2: if only there was a major news story that which we could glom onto and perhaps work that in our favours. We, uh, we, yeah. we did,
1: sh- we did wonder should we talk about Ryan but we felt it was just that bit beyond our
0: scope. Mick had a lot to say. I, I don't know, about beyond our scope. I think maybe a bit old at this stage. I don't know. It's only getting started.
2: Only getting started, Mick. Yeah. When you uh, see those twenty-four hour news cycle, here.
0: folks, you know, we're moving <laughs> on.
2: We'll all have forgotten about it. We'd like to welcome to the show our new colleague, Mr. Ryan Dumperty.
0: <laughs> the news
1: round, because there is a very uh, significant first story, Rich, is oh, brought yeah, to you is. with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave
2: or your money back. the Night Edition is available now. Welcome to the big time. Yeah, Republic of Ireland forward, Chidoziog Bene has joined Premier League newcomers, Luton Town. The 26 year old was a free agent following the expiration of his contract at Rotherham. Speaking to Luton's YouTube channel this evening, O'Bene outlined his and the club's ambitions for the coming season
0: almost. um, I'll be honest with you. I think our ambition is to to stay in the league. Um, We want to be competitive as well. We don't want to just be hanging on by a thread. And I believe that this group of players will be competitive. I think we have a group of players that's willing to work hard and, you know, with high work ethic. And, you know, with that, anything is possible, especially in that league. um, You know, you've seen teams come up and, you know, quite dominate in the championship and Mm -hmm. struggle. Um, I think what helped me come to this club is I think the managers, you know, he rang me and he showed great interest in me and um, he didn't beat about the bush. He told me his plans and his ideas in terms of, you know, trying to survive and be competitive in this league. And it really, I really believed in it. I really liked the ideas and it was, it was very, you know, straight point and direct. And I think with this group of players and what he wants to do,
1: I think will be, will be efficient in this league. Very likable uh, personality. Yeah, really happy um, for him. So, it is a serious jumping standard and fingers crossed it goes well for him. We are uh, thin on the ground when it comes to Premier League minutes at Republic of Ireland international uh, level, so fingers crossed it goes well. Uh, text in off the bat, Agbeni to Luton seems like good news, but it feels like they're going to be in for
0: a rotten season, a la Bazunu at Southampton. Could it be a bad thing? Yeah, I don't know, really. I think, I think we can be a little bit... Uh we can jump the gun on these things a little bit as well you know what I mean this is a first of all it's the achievement in itself you know take Ireland out of it so I remember when 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 Villa got promoted and Conor Hauerhan you know I wasn't thinking too much of it and then I remember they played their first game and Conor Hauerhan was tweeting saying like I'm a Premier League player mm. you know and and he was like a similar age I would imagine to, to, to what Benny is now and you're it doesn't come when you're 20 it is a little bit more of an achievement and there's something kind of brilliant in that in itself. You know what I mean? And he's a Premier a League down. player now and that's a great that's a brilliant thing for him, you know.
2: I'd encourage people to actually check out that interview because it's not like your standard just happy to be here, delighted with the project that's been put forward. I think his first answer, he name checks Limerick and he actually cites the journey. Like it's been such a rise to go from being a player in his early 20s at Limerick, uh, having come through Cork, etc. to be picked up by Brentford. And then that didn't work out while they're on the up. And then you go to Rotherham and he's steadily built a career for himself and his remarkably humble one of the pictures he has there at his unveiling is him with his entire family um, and it's like it's just not a story that happens too often and should 100% be celebrated it is going to be a jump in quality for him but like we've seen what he's been able to do at international yeah. level and there were doubts when he's brought into the international setup whether or not somebody who's playing wing back for Rotherham could be an effective force in an Ireland front three and I think he's shown that to be more than the case so fingers crossed he's able to take this in his stride as well.
0: He is someone as well that you do there are certain players and it doesn't apply to everyone by any means there are certain players that through their physical attributes as well as their application can kind of straddle whatever standard they're at you know it doesn't mean he has to be like one of the best players in the Premier League or anything like that but I think he could surprise a few people you know because as Richie says like some of Ireland's bigger games Agbené has been the, uh, the shine light you know so I, I actually have very few worries that he's going to be like completely outclassed in the Premier League or anything like that well, he's probably Ireland's biggest threat against France this year that's, that's exactly the game in my head yeah. so
1: uh, get used to it folks they are very much Benny's Luton town in all oh yeah I'm a lot more <laughs> interest in Luton
0: than I did a few weeks ago going uh, when I wanted Coventry to beat them in the, in the championship playoff uh, Daryl Shea um, you know signed for Burnley Uh, late last week as well we barely mentioned it you know just the time of the week that it happened you know so good moves you know what I mean it looks like Knighton Collins is on his way to Brentford um, which like he clearly needs out of Wolves I would say and Brentford could even be a step up for him so you know maybe some green shoots on the old worst ever season of Irish in the Premier League uh, that we're on the back of.
2: Rugby Rich yeah, the Ireland men's rugby seven side are facing Great Britain this evening for a place at next year's Olympic Games. Two Billy Dardas tries helped Ireland beat Portugal 24 0 in this afternoon's European Games semi final in Krakow. That final is set for 25 to 9. Michaela Walsh, meanwhile, is a win away from Olympic qualification. The Belfast featherweight beat Aisha Tashkin to advance to the European Games quarterfinals. Dana Morehouse is through to the European quarter quarterfinals. Uh, that follows uh, her victory at as well today in Krakow over Ukraine's Tetiana Cobb and another victory as well for Ireland Aoife O'Rourke getting the better of a majority decision against Cindy Ngambu of the refugee team to advance to the last 16 of the middleweight division plenty of other action in Poland today Josh McGee and Moya Ryan on course for a mixed badminton doubles quarterfinal following their win over the Slovak Tandem of Milan Dratva and Katerina Vargova McGee returns to action this evening as well alongside Paul Reynolds to face a Team GB pair of Ben Lane and Sean Vendy in the men's doubles Rachel Dara picked up her First win of the competition, beating Serbia's Mariana Sidemats at uh, 2 1 today. Well, not when we'll look to make it back to back wins and heading for the quarterfinals, hopefully, with a, uh, another men's singles group outing this evening. In the women's triathlon, Erin McConnell finished in 27th position this morning. Saif Brassel missed out on progress in the modern pentathlon. She was 15th after the fencing bonus round and the laser run today.
1: Uh, lads I presume as promised last night you will be ranking the GAA's worst fans on a slight tangent later on <laughs> the evening well now we're talking well we want you to do that for us well we did get an email or a text in which gave a good shot at it you, you just signed off Richie and I think it was number one right. wasn't it no it was number it was number one Kilkenny they show up for one match a year number two Kerry not much better number three Dublin fans you just said annoying And number four was Mayo fans. And the uh, point there was like, they're really having themselves. Like they really think (laughs) they are the best fans. You know,
0: long-suffering Mayo fans. Distance with that one because I'm scared (laughs) of Mayo fans. (laughs) You know, so that was our top four last night. Yeah, but uh, we had a response from a Kilkenny person who was like absolutely fuming that their county of 100,000 was expected (laughs) to fill Crow park four times a year. And instead uh, put all the blame at Tipperary fans purely for the chant of tip. Tip tip tip, 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 How do you keep breathing on that? You do tip, it two ways. Yeah. There's the very fast way and then there's the, as Richie just did it there, the kind of getting faster building. as it goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Build
2: momentum Joe. It's all about building momentum.
0: Which we, tip. We'll see uh, if we talk about that. We did feel it was getting
1: things off on a slightly negative tone. A <laughs> <slight tangent.
0: laughs> little bit negative, yeah. Who are the worst GEA fans?
1: Again, it's, Cork. It's, uh, Cork. So incendiary, you know, it gets everybody riled up and
0: be good corp? for the ratings.
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> Go on You but, wanted to make Cork curling fans or Cork football fans? See this is it I said Cork That's football fans
0: last night Cork curling fans are great fans in terms of their uh, their showing up but do they annoy you when they're there? That's another question <laughs> one I won't be answering Okay <laughs> So um, well
1: I think we're going to uh, talk to Chris Andrews about this tomorrow on the show Richie
2: so um, mm. you can give us the gist Robbie Keane he was unveiled today was he <clears throat> he was yeah he was before a, a media conference today brushing aside criticism of him taking charge of Maccabee Tel Aviv Israel's treatment of Palestine has led to a torrent of criticism of the move in the past 24 hours as he mentioned Sinn Féin TD Chris Andrews described Maccabee as an apartheid club the Ireland-Palestine solidarity campaign described Keane's move there as deeply disappointing but speaking at his unveiling press conference today Keane wasn't taking notice of the criticism
1: um, I don't want to get into politics and I think this is the last time I'll say i will say I certainly do not want to get into politics. I'm here as a football man and someone that loves the, loves the game so I will certainly just focus on that. But that's thanks for your question. To, that's good to hear. Uh, so we'll see plenty of criticism. Uh, we'll talk to Sinn Féin TD, Chris Andrews I think on the show tomorrow. So he's described Maccabee as an apartheid club for instance, I think I'll drill down into and rights and wrongs of Maccabee first of all and then the wider Israel situation I think everybody is fairly aghast at what they see uh, coming out of that country against Palestinian people on a routine basis so where Robbie Keane fits into that is obviously tricky for him he doesn't want to get into it I'm not surprised he doesn't want to get into it because you're just into choppy water straight away I suspect he'll be asked to bet it again Richie
2: yeah, I presume, judging by the reaction in the room there, because the journalists, uh, pardon my ignorance, I'm not up on Israeli yeah. football journalists, um, you might have heard that there's the clip trail that was saying, I'm, I'm I'm, delighted to hear it. Like He's not going to face those questions from within no. a week-to-week, day-to-day press conference scenario. It's when he ventures outside of the bubble. Um, it's when that gig comes to an end, whenever that happens to be. Uh, he will face questions about it. And from here, like, it will affect his, his standing amongst a decent size chunk of the population because I think a lot of people are pretty much taken aback. I'll be honest, like, much like you say there, I, 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 it, that he doesn't want to delve into it because as soon as you do, you're almost swimming against the tide that you're not going to, you know, get up from. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's given it much thought. I would doubt that he's given it much thought, I should say, uh, going into this, about that situation, that he is just seeing this as a gig. Mm. Um, and, like, I don't know if you can criticise somebody for not thinking if you know, if if if, if do, that makes yeah. any sense, yeah, yeah. And um, because I don't think it's been a consideration of his going into this, he's probably just seen this as teamer in European action, finished third. There's probably a chance to build, don't have to build significantly to make them into title contenders in their own country, and and who knows from there. But I th- I think to a degree it does actually. You know, it obviously warrants the criticism if if there was consideration of it, and he just decided, Dad, you know what, screw all that, I'll just take it anyway. And um, but I don't, I
0: I just my honest sense. opinion of it, I don't get that sense that he thought about it now. You have a lot of people. Um, Richie mentions like you know, this is like you know affect how people think of them. You know, and maybe this post this job. I feel like a lot of people who feel strongly about this are in the football going community. It's always been my experience anyway as well that there's always a, there, there, a, a lot of, um, I suppose, support uh, for 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 Palestine for Palestinians at, See, for at like Irish Stanley. football games. Yeah. You know, um, so you know, that's another aspect of this here. But I think a lot of it does come back to what we're talking about yesterday, which is like, is this a good move for Robbie? And last night we were talking mainly from a football point of view, but it's like just another added on thing. It's just Mm. like there's going to be this cloud over um, Israel and Maccabee in particular, like that's going to be there from only certain quarters, I would say. And I mean, we can argue as to your point, Richie, as to whether Robbie should be aware of this or not. But even so, it's more just like, is this the right move for him and I feel that's just another little notch against it I have to say as well as the obvious football reasons Uh, we have uh, news then from Cork Rich yeah Liam Buckley is going to remain in charge of Cork City for
2: the rest of the SSE or Tristy Premier Division campaign the club's sporting director was placed in temporary charge in May following the sudden departure of Colin Healy since then Buckley has guided Cork to four wins and four defeats and he'll be assisted as he has been for the last two months by Richie Holland Declan Coleman and Liam Kearney Bayern Munich have had a crack at Hurricane. Oh, they have indeed yeah Bayern Munich bidding 70 million euro plus add-ons for Harry Kane it's reported that the Tottenham striker has indeed got an agreement in principle with the Bundesliga champions but Spurs have rejected Bayern's bid however with Kane still having a year left on his contract it's believed Spurs would want in excess of 100 million for the 29 year old meanwhile Guillermo Vicario has been confirmed as Ange Postecoglou's first signing at Tottenham the 26 year old goalkeeper has joined from Empoli in a 19 million euro deal Vicario has signed a five year deal at Spurs and is likely to become Hugo Lloris's
0: replacement between the sticks, has any football club got more hubris than Spurs Daniel Levy oh yeah oh. who <laughs> I, don't, don't, I don't know I don't know you want 100 million for a player and at 29 in the last year of his contract so he wants out the door he's wanted out the door for four years hmm. like I know he signed that six year contract fine but you're not going to do better than this like is that hubris I, th- I think it's an assumption that they can make they can win them over in the next 12 months I think it's a, set a sign that Spurs will be back where they belong in the Champions League which is like they're, you know, they've, they've told, they've told <laughs> us now that they're a big six club for a while it doesn't actually mean they are the you thing know. that
2: it is with with a year left on his contract, like they they know he's going within the next twenty four months, like sorry twelve months. like I, I presume they know he's going anyway. And at some point, you are gonna have to start a rebuild without somebody who has been your most you know reliable goal scorer, reliable player, I think on a, on the whole uh, over the past decade. you're gonna have to start that rebuild. If you know it's coming, just start it now. Yeah, is this take season the, take, is this one season going to be worth
0: yeah. 80 million plus the significant top earner wages that he's, uh, that he's got there like, that's a big that's a like that's a big um, you know what do they call it a haircut uh, to take for Spurs as a business just because they're too proud to sell Harry Kane mm. so that, I that's I where I'm getting the hubris from I think it's like as if like Levy doesn't want to lose he doesn't want to be seen to sell Harry Kane but like it's over you've lost Lads, would you take PIF sponsorship for slight tangent? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, consider the amount of money they're throwing. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> just let our nervous giggles uh, speak for themselves. Please welcome to the show, Solomon Ryan. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we'll see. I mean, um, I don't think they're going to accept seventy million. I do understand them holding it for a bit more. It might depend what Postacoglu is saying as well. He might be saying, Look, "I really want to keep him if you can at all."
0: I'm sure he is.
1: You know, that's part of the consideration. You want Posta Coglu to work out, you want to give him every chance. Maybe it's
0: worth just taking the hit of the. I think Bayern Munich is an interesting move for. I mean, it it is interesting that he has an agreement in in principle with them. Oh, he wants to. Because, yeah, but we were talking about whether Kane was like willing, you know, wanting to stay in the Premier League over everything. It shows that his ambition is definitely. Like he wants right. to play for big clubs and win the Champions win League. Hunks. You know, yeah. I think that's that's a positive thing for Harry Kane. Yeah. Matt Slater's with us later on. He's going to give us his
1: sense of, well, what Saudi Arabia are doing and their pro league is trying to do, what's going on at Chelsea because it seems like they're in all sorts of strange situations and then just on the whole, the market because there's not much happening, Jude Bellingham aside, really. It's one of those quiet summers thus far.
2: Although I see, Richie, your next story, mm-hmm. uh, Man City have said,
1: yeah, we'll take him.
2: Yeah, Chelsea are kind of fueling the market to be fair. Manchester City confirming the signing of Mateo Kovacic from Chelsea. The Croatian midfielder has cost City twenty five million pounds plus another five million in potential add-ons. Kovacic has signed a four year deal with the Premier League champions. Another midfielder on his way out of Chelsea today is Ruben Loftus cheek. AC Milan, it seems, are going to pay sixteen million euro for the England International, which could rise to twenty million, depending again on those various add ons. Kind of an interesting signing, Kovacic.
1: They seem to be interested in Declan Rice. Mm. They... They want to take him off Arsenal. ...have Calvin Phillips sitting
0: around. Yeah. Just like, boss, can I play a minute? And they say, I will take Kovacic too. So is Kovacic going to be in place for that Rodri spot or do you think it's more a replacement for Gundogan, you know? And then they'll probably buy someone else as well. I think
1: they're looking for a a Gundogan type
0: uh, who can kind of, if needs be, drop back with
1: Rodri, but otherwise... bomb on a touch and I guess that's the Declan Rice thing and that's the Kovacic thing and uh, there was a piece on the Athletic actually where um, Guardiola was out for lunch with some close confidants where apparently this was back in April they had asked about the Gundogan rumours and Guardiola had said we we can't lose Gundogan yet we're not ready to lose him he's still too important to us so they certainly didn't want him to go so there's probably a degree of scramble Uh, whether this softens their interest in Declan Rice I don't know but uh, Kovacic is
0: yeah it's been in the in the pipes for a while I think the the Kovacic move um, since early in the window anyway so I don't know if it would change any plans necessarily I think this is just the completion of a long-standing almost agreement anyway but yeah, like the the Chelsea thing is interesting like in general and obviously we'll talk to Mass later about it but one thing that definitely jumps out at me is like, when did we come a time where club gets rid of player to lesser team and the lesser team is AC Milan? Yeah, S- Something sad about that I have to say.
1: Yeah. Uh, Michael on YouTube, politics aside, the worst thing about Keane's career is people making the same stupid joke about his boyhood club dream every time. <laughs> That's true. I <laughs> made that joke last night. It did. <laughs> 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 I didn't go unnoticed. Yeah. So, Sarah Healy then?
2: Yeah, great evening for her. She set a new personal best in the 1,500 metres and with it the third fastest time in Irish history. She ran a time of four minutes, 1.75 seconds in placing fourth at the Golden Spike meeting in Ostrava this evening. Only Sonia O'Sullivan and Kira McGeehan have been faster than the 22-year-old over 1,500 metres. That is indeed in an Irish vest. That's also good enough that time for qualification for this year's World Championships. Charlie Maudsley, meanwhile, was sixth this evening in the 400 metres there in the Czech Republic. Okay, uh, rugby then the under-20s World Cup. Yeah, James Nicholson replaces the suspended Hugh Cooney in the Ireland under-20 team named to face Australia in Thursday's World Rugby Championship clash. It's one of four changes from the draw with England, with Hugh Gavin moving from the wing to outside centre to accommodate Nicholson. Ronan Fox replaces George Haddon in the front row. Charlie Irvin comes into the second row and Brian Gleeson starts at number eight. While an Ireland women's under-20 squad will travel to Italy for training matches with both the Azzurri and Scotland next month, a 26-player squad will be selected from the 44-players that assembled for a screening camp in Abbottstown recently. Uh, Dara on YouTube, Phil Foden should take the Gundogan role. Yes, yeah, that's a
0: shout.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was generally um a point made after England's exit at the World Cup. That that was the move they needed to make Foden through the middle. It's a degree of like...
0: We've been saying this guy could play through the middle for a while now. Come on! Yeah, let's see let's it. Do He'll be it. Twenty-nine by the time he's given a chance. Yeah, he's able to. Handle. Uh, Pep will come up with something. You know, that's the thing as well, isn't it? Like, you know, we don't know what way Man City will play next year. It'll be something crazy and revolutionary. Hmm. But uh, they'll have. They'll have. It won't. I don't think Kovacic
1: is going to replace. No. Gundogan. No, he's a handy twenty-five million. Signing, yeah, play 15 games a season. Yeah, there's a yeah. Carling Cup game and a couple of league games, and he's a really good player, he's like that's bloody good thing, player, yeah. you know. It's like the way we're talking about him. Oh, like United, a kill for him, yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe sounds more like Pat Kenny every day, is a random text. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I wish. Um, from Moonlight Serenade on YouTube, there's uh, just it's so much going on in that comment. <laughs> Uh, it goes to show how bad Cork are these days that our fans aren't hated by all and sundry. Says um,
2: Cork texture as well. Is there a degree of sympathy for the Cork football fan. I don't know. See the thing about it is there's no real. Hatred of another supporter base is really a soccer-based thing mm. for the most for the most it's part. It's not. It's not sorry, something Mick's that sorry, is like that. Mick's shaking his head sorry, out. but not, that's not from gener- gener- the soccer
0: man who goes. It's, it's bullshit. No, you you hate hate in a like. Uh, I suppose I know what you mean. You'd still you wouldn't you wouldn't be like yeah. you don't have to be separated in the pub beforehand or stand in a different yeah. town square. But that's more that's just like a little bit less childish. I would say it's still you still hate the teams do you, uh, don't don't you? Know. not really of your rivals uh, no I don't know if there's much difference in that regard I just think I just think that it doesn't kind of come with sort of like faux violence that a lot like by the way if a small minority of football fans seem to strive for where it's like you know this idea of like can't wait to get me hands on you know we've seen it at a couple of cup finals in the last couple of years mm-hmm. I'll say no more
1: yeah I don't know
0: I always think there's still that lovely thing if you
1: sit next to, obviously, fan of other county and you chat away.
0: Yeah. You'd, and you would expect Well oh, Of course to. you do. do you, yeah. Like, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, may, d- maybe I've gone off on of one here and I've gone wrong. i, oh, I, I would think be like hating the teams and okay. hating, not wanting to lose to certain teams and all I think is as strong in GA as it is in any other <laughs> team. <sport. laughs> what, um,
1: what I think you do hate is the what you would call patronising... A hard luck shake of the hands from the other GA supporter at the end of the match 100% and the other day but, you would
2: have had us yeah. but
1: do you think I haven't done that on the other <laughs> side <laughs> yeah 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 that's always a nice thing too yeah Why do you, you don't
0: like it though no oh, I do like it I think it's fine yeah mm. I'm just I'm just usually a little bit angry not in the mood for it yeah and like I don't want to be like I can just imagine you with a
1: randomer like, I can you know? just imagine you're shaking the hand back zero eye contact the limpest hand that there's ever been no, yeah, you know time, you, time, time. you know the did Mick, famous hold on, story did around Mick just
2: say I don't want to be arguing with a randomer that's been like 80% of your life
0: you know I once shook the hand of um, oh, I I can't I don't even know sorry oh, <laughs> so in, 20, in 2018 the All-Ireland semi-final and Galway was a draw okay um, the replay was the following week and I was uh, me and my wife were away that weekend down in Kerry and I couldn't even move it because it already moved that weekend away for the Munster final, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I'm not going to the game. Yeah, she's Galway. Obviously, uh, we watched the semi-final replay in Paddy O'Shea's pub yeah. in Ventry Nice, uh, oh, really nice. Yeah, lovely day. Uh, Claire hit the post in the last minute to win the game. Don't do it. Galway go through to the All Ireland final. I don't even remember this, but this is what happened. I apparently shook her hand and walked out of the. Stop. <laughs> uh, Michael. I'm mortified bad I know bad well, but, but, <laughs> I tell the National Airways about it for some reason but <laughs> it, did, it did fit what we were talking about yeah, yeah. I, I shook her hand and just <laughs> walked out I didn't tell her where I was going I did that just like stood outside in the fresh air for a few minutes
2: like oh, Mick God. McCarthy and Roy Keane at the end of the holiday <laughs> <game. laughs>
0: not too far off yeah <laughs> <laughs> looking in different directions she was just left in there with people laughing <laughs> <laughs> as I'm like standing outside <laughs>
2: the image of that. <laughs>
1: not good <laughs> I'm not talking to you say goodbye <laughs> on uh, Stephanie Meadow by the way who's on the way in just a moment just to give you the context of her season it was not going well at all so she had missed the cut finished 49th missed the cut missed the cut missed the cut 31st missed the cut 23rd in the drive-on championship it was um, awful and things were not going well and now she's rebounded out of nowhere to tie for third at the USPGA pick up $400,000 thank you very much yeah. as well which changes um a few things. So we're really looking forward to chatting to her in uh, just a moment. In the meantime, Richie, thank you very much. Nice and lads. Michael, cheers. Thank you.